when you're a child there's very less you have awareness but you're not really sure you're trying to make sense of the world right you're trying to make sense of the world you're trying to make an understanding of what's happening around you so while you're doing that there's a nature that everyone has right you're born with a specific nature everyone has this debate about nature versus nurture right and that's why everyone is different right so everyone has this nature of theirs and what's happening while you're growing is you're just growing nurturing that nature right in the process of nurturing that nature you begin to feel that others know what is better for you to nurture your nature at a certain level it should be valued at a certain level not at some point you begin to value their opinion of yourself over your opinion of yourself when that takes place you know you've lost the battle because you've started valuing someone else's opinion of who you are rather than listening to yourself about who you are you are meant to nurture your nature Arnav Kumar is the founder of Switch Wellness which is a wellness center situated in Bangalore. Well this episode's a little different. We don't really talk about his journey but dive deep into the important things and aspects in life. So as part of this we talk about why it's so important to be process centric as opposed to being goal centric and you know really enjoying the journey for what it's worth than just you know worrying about these goals and aims that you have made up in your mind. so you know just getting to be in the moment and enjoying it we also talk about why passing judgment is so toxic and how you should really truly understand one another before imposing your thoughts or advices on them also why it's so important to appreciate and accept one another but more important to accept yourself first yeah there's so there are all of these and so many more important topics too and i'm sure it's something that will get you thinking and um, Well I found it intriguing so I'm sure it it'll come across to you guys as well. If you like the series so far and you do like where this episode's heading then do hit that like button and if you haven't subscribed till now then do consider subscribing as well. If you are listening to this over audio then definitely hit that follow button on that platform as well. Cool then let's get right into it. This is episode 23 with Arnav Kumar. So I started writing the book I think uh, October 28th and okay. yeah to be honest I've always been interested in writing so I've been like always doing like a diary entry um a journal of like gratitude or like expression um towards oneself like we all have our own methods of expression right mm-hmm. um and um whatever is meditative in for you is fundamentally you know um uh, in my recommendation good to do mm-hmm. and uh, i think today what we are really going to do is we're going to try and break a lot of uh, myths and um, that's really what i want the conversation to be about mm-hmm. when you say meditative what, what what how do you describe that how do you so today the thing is that what is meditation right um fundamentally everyone thinks it's you know this certain pose that they see all these statues doing and uh fundamentally it's about like you know uh this formal practice of meditation mm it is a form of meditation and um you you could call it whatever you know anapana vipassana according to buddhism 
you can call it uh, transcendental meditation you can call it uh, chanting and etc but really what meditation is is any and every process that helps you examine and understand the contents of your consciousness okay um that's what meditation is to me and uh i think anything that helps you do that is meditative mm so i've actually encountered situations in the past or maybe the kind of videos or the content i've consumed where i've heard people talk about obviously like you said very different types of meditations and personally i like to go for a walk to clear my head right mm-hmm. that's the way and i've mentioned that numerous times on the show as well which okay. is a very easy way for me to gather my thoughts or the other way around is i don't i don't know if the right term is focused meditation where if i have a certain topic i want to think or you know like ruminate about i go for the walk and i only focus on that where forget everything mm-hmm. else now the question is how how do you you there is no real boundary to any of this right? there's so many types to it there's so it comes down to what works for so, you like yeah. i said right so uh, would you describe all of these as meditations as well and is that's it how do you really find the one that works for you um so i would have until you described it <laughs> um <laughs> but after you described it i have to like there's a there's just a simple correction um basically the thing is that there are different forms of uh, meditation right uh, one form of meditation is simply for you to try and attain in your from what i understand from what you said is to try and attain a state of uh, well being right just to, mm-hmm. uh, for that temporary period even if it's relative Mm-hmm. um but that's what you're doing it for really what meditation is is this um in buddhism or you know uh what we are developing uh which is a psycho spiritual uh psycho spiritual concept mm-hmm. and um in psychology it's called like we are terming it as maturing transactional analysis okay and um in spirituality it's really analytical meditation okay um i think dalai lama has spoken about how he does analytical meditation as well if we take buddhism uh, fundamentally and we take a concept of uh, vipassana or anapana or we take a concept of um you know uh, let's take uh, sam harris as a neuroscientist who's yeah. teaching headless space meditation stoic meditation um open eye meditation right and uh, let's say you're talking about focused meditation right, right. and let's take analytical meditation all of these things are really a different form of meditation it's you examining the contents of your consciousness and understanding it hmm. and what's happening at that moment is that you're meditating not cause it's good for you okay so you're actually not meditating cause it's good for you okay and i think that's um like it's a fallacy or a flaw you know okay you're actually meditating to understand your um how do i say it uh, emotions okay okay you, you know or you're trying to understand yourself mm-hmm. uh, to put it in entirety okay that's really what you're doing right and to understand yourself it requires a deeper form of introspection mm-hmm. so what focused meditation does and in the case of let's say anapana which is basically uh, you focusing on your breath mm-hmm. uh, what you're really doing at that moment is you're fundamentally distributing your entire attention towards focusing on your breath mm. and obviously your mind will uh, wander, wander when you're starting right yeah. but the idea is to observe while it wanders and then come back to that mm. because you've developed this deep sense of you know uh, fundamentally distributing your attention towards your breath that even when your mind wanders you're coming back to that so when your mind wanders at that moment you might get captured your consciousness might get captured in that 
a distribution of attention over there mm-hmm. but when you come back you know you get to you at that moment get to analyze that process that took place as well mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so uh yeah that's really what you know uh, at a very so surf- so you know <laughs> the thing is that it's all theory by the end of it right uh, yeah. if not experienced right like uh, the best example i can give you is you know uh, a friend of mine was once telling me that uh, uh, let's say i let's say you know you're blind and i try to develop a concept of color for you and you understood fundamentally everything from rods and cones in your eyes to understand how like you know color hits your brain and you've developed this perception of what color is mm-hmm. right you've developed the complete objective aspect of what color is uh let's say now that you're not blind and you experience color for the first time mm-hmm. is there a difference according to you i mean of course right there's bound to be because at the end of the day what you experience is very different from what you have already kind of you know maybe thought it out to be yeah right? and really that's what i think um you know sam harris as a neuroscientist just taking him so that uh, people understand on that aspect as well is that's what maturing neuroscience is coming towards mm. to understand the concept of you know subjective experience and feeling is believing um to fundamentally understand consciousness because today what's being studied is just fundamentally uh the body um okay. um you know not the mind on a psychological like uh, level is so the idea is that you know today if there's a sensation of feeling like if there is something to be you mm-hmm. that is you know a feeling of being mm-hmm. you like mm-hmm. right now whatever you're feeling that's that's like there's a certain feeling of being that right mm-hmm. so that i is a qualitative uh, experience right mm. and it's very subjective too right it, obviously yeah. yeah so subjective or objective you know um either way that you look at it is just one side of a coin it's all about which approach you take a bottom top or a top down mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. um really that's what it is that you know it's that that feeling of being you mm. is in essence uh, what i'm saying is you know the a description of consciousness mm-hmm. uh, best understood mm. so so when, when before we get into you know more of these deeper topics yeah. or um heavy topics if you will right uh, let's talk a little bit bo- more about your book so when will yeah, you okay. be done with the book and uh, i think uh <laughs> i think the book should be ready by like august <coughs> okay yeah there are three parts to it okay so yeah so are you done with a part or so or where in, are you at right now right now i'm still in part 1 <laughs> it's a process <laughs> yeah. yeah uh still in part 1 yeah i mean i'm sure writing is is such a tough discipline right i mm-hmm. mean for you to do it I mean I think it has to come habitually to you right the moment you decide to start writing on a daily basis I think that's how it slowly starts trickling down to you know you it whatever becoming a book itself right because a lot of people um especially when they want to become writers the idea is okay if I have to sit down and write 35 pages in a day mm. that itself is very overwhelming but the moment you get to the habit of writing even a single page a day which not most of us do like no one sits down and really writes nowadays unless let's forget about journaling or let's forget about all these other aspects i'm talking about creative mindset right okay. it's 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 very difficult unless you decide yourself that hey this is what i'm going to do and you form a system out of it as opposed to you know you telling yourself hey i need to hit the deadline by finishing 35 40 pages a day which is a challenge right so i think the fundamental issue is exactly again what you highlighted <laughs> um you know that you can't be focused on the goal 
mm-hmm. like if you're focused on the deadline right <laughs> uh the entire process is lost correct and uh today keeping benchmarks keeping um uh keeping benchmarks or keeping a specific goal or keeping like let's say a target to attain is is simply uh how do i say it's just setting yourself up for failure right because it's it, it i mean it, it's great to have your eye on the prize but i think what you need to be more focused on is the journey or what you're doing to you know get there right yeah it's the journey like you know given in india the popularity with sachin it's good to take a quote of sachin you know sachin tendulkar said i saw one of his um, interviews on youtube like you know he said in cricket and i've heard a lot of people in different aspects when they're successful said that you know i focus on the process and the process takes care of the result correct the truth is that that's the most mindful approach you can take in life right and really what uh, i'm trying to say is that a result is good only for one thing to your mark your progression to see you know okay you know where am i failing in progression where am i succeeding in progression right fundamentally it's about improving not mm. improving with the concept of an idealism or perfectionism because that is simply an illusion mm. uh, that you create for yourself um really it's about just continuous progress and you know improvement and like an unraveling mystery of life right. you say that okay you know uh, i want to write uh, 35 pages a day i want let's say i want to write 35 pages a day what am i filling that 35 pages with a day that's mm. more important correct. today if i can fill that same in a page why will i try to fill 35 pages yeah, correct so even your goal that you're trying to set needs to make sense right so today um i mean edward deming in his uh, 5s policy of uh, quality uh, quality systems he too you know sort of mentioned about how like a the wrong goal itself can misdirect you in that sense absolutely so um and that helped companies like toyota and stuff you know i think back in i don't even know when 1970s maybe yeah yeah um so what i'm trying to say is that you know you need to have the right goal in that sense as well right am i am i the benchmark like the benchmark that i'm keeping is it uh you know fulfilling what mm-hmm. today i want to do 35 pages what is it fulfilling mm right that's the question i would have to ask so how did you actually so, get around to you know writing are you do you do you believe that you're on let's say the the right trajectory when it comes to finishing a book do you see yourself finishing it did you always plan to finish it in a year or no. something on those lines i didn't okay. i honestly um um it's such that you know i want to finish it by august yeah if i'm not able to it's okay it's too okay bad. yeah like it's not like too bad it's like i will try to try and like speed it up after that process to try and finish it a bit let's say sooner right but um i mean at what cost right at the end of the day that's I, that's also important yeah. right i think like you know to touch upon the subject right it's a bit difficult for me to not dwell into something uh deeper Mm-hmm. uh no, think, no you should yeah go, so go for it yeah. i think really what the you know the issue is that you know everyone's stuck in this rhythm of life where there's you know concept uh, of goal orientation so today you know this concept of goal orientation is like you know uh when this happens i will be happy right when i write these 35 pages i'll be happy correct when this happens to me i'll be happy when i have this chocolate i'll be happy when i oh you know when work is done i'm you know done with traffic i'm fried with this and now i'm going to reach home and then you know when i'm on my bed i will be happy bliss yeah right <laughs> but what you're forgetting is that in that moment in that moment you are not happy correct right and what you are searching for is just a moment of satisfaction 
which is basically a, a you know fleetingness of emotions it's a sle- it's like a ceaseless change of emotions it's a mm-hmm. ceaseless change mm-hmm. because you're simply ignoring you know whatever is at the moment taking place mm-hmm. and you're going with the saying ha when that happens when that yeah. happens when that happens and right now you're not even living you're not even living right now you're yeah. not like you know what i mean in the you're not living in your mind you're continuously calculating analyzing this that and you're thinking about uh, something that's going to happen right yeah yeah with I, no uh, assurance of you know re- really it happening or, or how you would feel yeah, yeah or how you would feel when it does happen correct right yeah. um the simplest way of looking at it is like you know anything you do and anyone you hear they always talk about it being the process right um and that's really what the reality is it's about being in the moment and you know like it's not about you know thinking about um the, uh, you know happiness and mindfulness i think that's the difference really what i'm trying to say mm, mm. um and you know ultimately what do you want in life right what are you doing this goal orientation towards why are you working why are you doing anything mm. why i would assume for most people it is you know to be happy or to have peace right you want to have peace in your life or you want to be happy i would like to meet a person that doesn't want that for themselves right right so if you know that that is the case and it is inherent you know in your nature to want good for yourself right, right. at that moment when you want peace or when you want happiness it's inherent in your nature to want that mm-hmm. yet <laughs> you you're not able to provide yourself that and the reason is because you're caught up in this continuous you know, like avoidance of pain and you're you know re- recoiling from uh, uh you know a specific emotion to moving on to another emotion mm-hmm. and when you feel some emotion you know at that moment you get caught up in that uh moment not realizing that that too will pass yeah be it pain or happiness or whatever whatever it, is, it yeah. will pass whether it's happiness anger sadness uh 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 you know ecstasy or excitement or anything for that matter it will pass correct right yeah so when you know it will pass why can't you enjoy that moment mm-hmm. and to do that you know the concept uh, really that i'm trying to uh, talk about is that uh, is there a state that you can be in where there's a constant state of well being mm. where it's not dependent on that fleeting moment of happiness that you're experiencing when you've just reached your bed you've lied down and then suddenly you're like you know what again yeah. something so maybe tomorrow in bed <laughs> yeah and then you know you have to wake up in the morning and you're waking up and you're like i have to do this and then ah when i come back at 6 pm maybe yeah but that's such a fleeting moment right Correct. how do i be uh, let's say you know is there a constant state of well being mm. that i can be at 24/7 mm. right there mm. is is there there is okay and there's only one way of doing that and mm. that is fundamentally you know um uh basically what i'm trying to say is that you know ceaseless change is uh, this is a quote from you know sam harris but ceaseless change is an unreliable basis for lasting fulfillment so what is a reliable basis for lasting fulfillment um the only reliable basis for lasting fulfillment is your satisfaction with your state of mind mm-hmm. uh, nothing else can really provide you uh, a lasting fulfillment everything else is more like a relative moment so that goal right that moment that goal when you do reach your bed and you do get happy sure that is good you're happy yeah. but it is a moment just like the moment you felt that you're awaiting that, that whole yeah, yeah it is simply a moment mm-hmm. 
uh, you know what i mean yeah it's just true. a moment and then you begin to realize you know the idea is that it's about starting to live in the moment mm. Mm. Yeah. and you know it's thrown very vaguely and misunderstood because people take quotes out of context and put it up on you know whatever instagram <laughs> or google and this and that right and sure it can help you you know reading some quotes sometimes feel nice because it provides you some i guess sense of you know um feeling of being understood maybe or security uh but re- I, I, and it's okay it's okay but i think you need to read it in context that's all i'm trying to say so when you do read it in context i think like in the moment is just you understanding that you're continuously in the state of flow so when you play a game of like what game do you like to play football football yeah so when you it's play football state of flow yeah you're in a flow yeah obviously right yeah you're in that moment yeah that's what it is that is you experiencing life for who you are Mm-hmm. at that moment you're con- you're experiencing life for who you are that is you continues uh, continuously at that moment experiencing you know your consciousness you're occupied sure in an event but you're occupied in that event being yourself you're fully there you're fully there you're in yeah. that flow right that's a sensation another moment someone feels a flow is when you're let's say jamming and you're just fully in that <laughs> moment you know you're like yeah. drumming yeah. you're singing or whatever you're in the moment yeah you're in the moment yeah you're experiencing life for who you are right and today that's the idea you simply need to experience life for who you are yet it is so difficult correct right now why does that happen that happens fundamentally because um you know as we grow and when when you're a child there's very less you have awareness but you're not really sure you're trying to make sense of the world right mm-hmm. you're trying to make sense of the world you're trying to make an understanding of what's happening around you So while you're doing that there's a nature that everyone has right you're born with a specific nature everyone has this debate about nature versus nature nurture mm-hmm. right so let's just accept that there's a there's this nature everyone has and that's why everyone is different right so everyone has this nature of theirs and what you what's happening while you're growing is you're just growing nurturing that nature right in the process of nurturing that nature you begin to feel that others know what is better for you to nurture your nature So mm-hmm. then you start looking at you know your mom your dad your this and that and what they say for you you know starts at so at a certain level it should be valued at a certain level not and um, what I'm trying to say is that at some point you begin to value their opinion of your uh, self over your opinion of yourself and uh, when that takes place you know uh, you've lost the battle. because you've started valuing someone else's opinion of who you are rather than listening to yourself about who you are you are meant to nurture your nature and to nurture your nature you listen to people and if someone says something good for you you do it mm-hmm. if if it doesn't make sense to you you don't do it at mm-hmm. the same time when you tell someone something good for them but they don't like it instantly it's gone <laughs> right <laughs> that's just minding your own business staying uh, in your own path and lane and all that is just a very It's, um, it's a tough thing, especially for us social beings, right? Because it's so easy for us to uh, pass judgment, or you know, maybe even provide advice and uh, assume that it will definitely be taken. And if not, like you said, it's the highway, and then it's like. I think yeah. there has to be a, there's a concept that people need to move away from judgment to understanding and acceptance. Mm. Today, judgment, in my opinion, you know, it's very easy. Like you said, it's very easy to pass. Right. But. Um, it is at the same time so wrong to do um rather the, you know the idea is that you know the idea of understanding and accepting someone is you see it's inherent in your nature to think good for yourself 
if that is the case it is inherent in your nature to think good for others others as well yeah so if it is inherent in your nature to think good for others which in my opinion i i really don't think that's the case for anyone i really believe everyone does but somewhere you get lost in your suffering and then you start spreading suffering rather than uh you know the inherent nature of your mind mm. so when you're operating and experiencing life for who you are uh, you know there they cannot really be maliciousness and um in that given state when you're thinking good for others i can give a very simple situation mm-hmm. let's say you know uh you message me uh happy new year right okay. and i didn't um reply back for let's say a day or two days right mm-hmm. instantly you know let you know your mind might start thinking you know what a guy yeah. he didn't reply to me how rude and this and that yeah. right and sure but at the same moment like how i think you know one should tend to operate is that you know it seems a bit strange for someone like him to not respond maybe mm. something is wrong or maybe something has happened or something is up yeah. so what's happening is you're giving a person a benefit of doubt rather yeah. than jumping to conclusions jumping to a conclusion correct so when you give the person a benefit of doubt how does it harm you if you just message the person again saying that hey you know maybe you miss his message is everything all right yeah right that leads to a togetherness a sense of bonding rather than you know oh he messaged me after two days now i'm not going to reply to him correct you know what i mean and not just that i feel so, it's so it's so weird because here your talk i one aspect is what you just touched on which is you know being having that togetherness feeling right where you also care for someone else but at the end of the day you're putting yourself in such a you know i i, I don't want to say toxic state but in a very you know you're you're putting yourself down and you 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 know like you said two days later the person re- yeah. replies back and you're just like screw this guy why do i care Exactly. Which is so weird. I mean, you could have just been either indifferent, or you could have just taken it for what it is. Yeah, and at you know, like you said, the thing is, you're actually causing yourself harm. Correct. And for those reasons, people say that you are your own enemy or worst enemy, and in whatever sense that is true. So true. Um, so, but at the same time, it's not true because <laughs> it's not your inherent nature. It's not your true self. to do that is what i'm trying to tell you i'm right. giving you the experience of what it is to be your true self right and i think logically anyone would agree with it that you know giving a person benefit of doubt obviously if someone keeps taking advantage of you then it comes it is normal for you to protect yourself but at the same time that doesn't mean you disrespect the other person right you protect yourself by simply being respectful correct and that it too you know i'm only stating it because i'm sure certain people might be like arey this is just i you know um idealism in essence so i'm trying to explain correct where if someone's taking advantage how you should even maintain a situation like that hmm and then really what starts to take place is right if you see everyone wants to impose their concepts and beliefs and philosophies in life like for example my uh, you know certain people and you know i was talking to you know uh, people before this podcast and people want to impose their thing bachcha ko uh, uh, education karna hai you know he has to get this in this grade yeah. he has to go into this college yeah. are he has to go into an ivy league yeah and nothing and less than that uh, yeah. nothing less than that yeah. now ivy league ke baad now he has to do this work yeah. if this work does not take place then he has to do this and after work he has to get married after yeah. marriage he has to have kids and then it's fine yeah yeah you know and That's so that again it goes back to that gold bit gold right? yeah. yeah and <laughs> see now i'll tell you what i don't want to pass a judgment here as well because you need to understand why does this all take place 
now what i understand is that the concept of marriage uh, you know for people here why they try to push that is simple because they're actually thinking out for you because they feel that you know once you're married you have a companion you'll feel more settled in life correct that's a good thinking correct that's a and, good thinking and even with the job as well it's so that you have security yes. and you have everything right the thinking is good yeah the thinking is good the imposition is not because you need to learn to listen to the other person mm. let's say i come and tell you hey akash i think this is good for you to do if you want to accept it or not is up to you but yes i would like to hear what your opinion is mm. do you think you know if i tell you hey you know i think you should get married no you know think i'm fine you know i'm actually happy right. by myself so hey akash i think you need to get this job in this it business it gives you good money mm-hmm. because you good money you should do that yeah. and then you'll be settled dad i'm happy with the means that i'm living with in my life i'm happy where i am i'm not running behind this you know 30 floor building that i want to live in by myself i'm happy where i am i have good friends and genuine people and i'm i'm happy right. you know what i mean okay i'm not doing well in math are beta ko 980 karna hai math mein but i'm not good at math yeah. that i'm not that's who i am uh i'm not speaking for myself i'm giving examples <laughs> um like i i i so, see your dad commenting on this video like what is this i mean i tried to push him for math tuitions about no actually <laughs> i had very good parents very understanding parents yeah, uh yeah. this has not been my experience at all right right um uh, you know this has not been my experience right. i'm only uh, trying to give examples <laughs> sure, sure, that no. people can relate to absolutely um so i'm saying you know like this thing comes in so then right. okay he's not going to math what subject is he excelling in think like that right you know what i mean so what happens is then we are all thinking for each other's well being as a father i'm thinking well for my son right as a uh, son i'm thinking well for my daughter for my right. then as a daughter i'm thinking well for my friends right uh for my friends i'm thinking well for this and then what's happening you're creating a community in which you're doing good you're understanding and accepting you're drawing balances with people and uh, you know imposing your idealism just would not make sense Correct. you know sure you think that is good but that person does not think that is good for them correct. and if they make the mistake let them make the mistake and learn correct right yeah, yeah. how can you prevent people from making mistakes yeah. right if you prevent them from making a mistake they actually will never learn correct because that is process the process is a continuous aspect of making errors at the same time i'm not talking about making drastic errors right you can't you know there's a balance yeah, yeah. to that as well yeah. it's not like errors can be forgiven correct right there are certain errors that can be there are certain errors that cannot be correct. right and it becomes your responsibility to correct the person when you think uh, they're extremely wrong uh, i'm not going to take extremes in the situation of course right because right. extremes is like say for example i don't know like uh, i'm sure you know murder right? so and yeah, yeah murder of course yeah yeah, like yeah yeah sure so over there you know it becomes your responsibility as a father and this and that to then and part of society as well society yeah. to help the person yeah. help the person yeah. rather than anything else you know yeah. and uh, uh that's really what i'm trying to say mm-hmm. it's just about doing good for others thinking good for others think why because you want it, the same for you correct and in, and it'll eventually come back to you right that's the idea as well right the moment you start putting it out there and the moment you are at peace with you know your own thinking like we we just discussed i think it's easier for you to start you know uh perceiving what others are saying in your benefit or maybe you know in their benefit and somehow you know mutually helping each other out because like okay so for for instance we had a guest on the show previously um we were talking about uh, how social media itself right has become one of these uh weird mediums where people just blatantly 
want to impose their thoughts mm-hmm. their judgments mm-hmm. and on others and it's not even like a, a take it or leave it it's like you have to take it okay. and that's it and because it either ends in the person blocking the other person off or you know you know all these things that social media has given you so many powers and all of that that's great but i think what the guest and i were talking about and what we threw a little more light on is the fact that it's more of a if it was a dialogue where it's a conversation and you you tell me hey i feel like you said maybe this is the right job for you but i explained to you that this is not the job for me makes sense to you makes sense to me we walk away both of us are happy yeah. right so it's a dialogue at the end of the day it comes mm-hmm. down to you uh, trying to understand where the other person's coming from mm-hmm. before you try to tell them what you think is the best thing based on where you think they're coming from you're right, right. that's really what it is yeah. um so the idea is that you need to always think well for the other person because today if you're using social media as a platform of acceptance or appreciation or acknowledgement in that sense it would not make sense because then what's happening is that you're trying to fill a void that exists within you um in essence you know um what i'm trying to say is that you know appreciation is good and acceptance is good but ultimately you have to accept yourself right that's what i'm trying to say you have to accept yourself there has to be a total understanding and acceptance of who you are mm. by yourself and today you know there's this much i can do let's say i acknowledge you and i appreciate you and i accept you Th- that's good yeah. but you know at the end of it if you don't accept yourself it's very little that matters then what happens you start getting addicted to my acceptance mm. and then you're no no longer no longer valuing your acceptance of yourself so what's happening again you're not valuing your opinion of yourself but you're valuing mine of yours correct and you know s- social media this and that um i th- you know everything can be used well everything can be done well there's a concept such as ethical living you know it's about ethical living rather than imposition and uh, idealism and propaganda mm-hmm. and um, you know i think really that's just the issue mm. everything becomes a propaganda how do you find that balance though because when it comes to um, like you said right you having you accepting yourself yeah we are at the core of it we are um, you know primal beings who are looking at being social beings itself right we're looking at social acceptance we've always lived in communities we have lived in society so how how do you kind of balance that out because two things here one is i think what you mentioned earlier where uh, the moment you uh, start accepting someone else's opinion of yourself and uh, that kind of takes precedence over what you believe self that self there's something off right so usually when you're younger like when you're in your younger days there's a good chance that you're looking up to others and then you're maybe looking up to you know your family members your friends your peers all of that and there's a good chance that you can take away a lot from their lives and eventually also maybe realize that only what they say is what's best for me right and then the second aspect is what what I'm talking about which is social media itself you know you're you're relying so much on what others are telling you the kind of judgments or the you know every acceptance itself how do, how is that I'll draw the balance for you yeah um so it's very simple a i think you know when you talk about basic needs people talk about food water shelter today that's very important for survival certainly but uh, in participation to society there's a basic need uh, that i believe needs to exist and that's a psychological basic need which i call belongingness mm-hmm. um and a sense of belongingness comes from you know it can come from your family it can from come from you following a football club or anything right mm-hmm. 
for example, what football club do you support, right? Uh, Barcelona. Yeah. So there's a sense of belongingness you will have with those fans and that database, and you know, there's like because mm-hmm. you're debating about topics that interest both of you, and you both have significant emotion towards. Mm-hmm. When you are a child, you don't have an option, and hence you have to live side to side with your ego. What is an ego? A construct of insecurities. fundamentally it what is a construct of insecurities emotional disturbances why do emotional disturbances take place fundamentally because of a concept such as obsession with self preservation why does obsession with self preservation take place because of concepts such as craving what is craving fundamentally craving yeah, that's that's <laughs> and it's inherent right yeah, for us yeah it's not uh, what's inherent is value of self preservation okay not obsession with self preservation okay um, okay um at least that's my uh, opinion and i think there's similarities on things like this in some uh other people's thinking i guess like stoicism and uh, yeah. sam harris and buddhism i think yeah but then I craving isn't isn't so, craving very inherent in that sense because no, i think craving i'll explain you i think craving i'm not talking about desires uh, okay. you know uh, i'm not talking about desires craving really uh craving of like So what happens is you know when you're when you're young and a child you want you know you you value your uh, self right you you you're truly happy when you're a child it takes something to make you unhappy right mm-hmm. if you notice a child that's happy it takes something to make them unhappy mm-hmm. when you're a adult it's mm-hmm. like anything <laughs> anything <laughs> yeah. to make you happy yeah. so you right. see how the tide has changed and it's not right mm. you're actually meant to what is that happy that you're seeing in a child you're just seeing the expression of his feeling mm. but that feeling is just him satisfied with his state of mind he's truly happy being who he is because he's living you know some people might say he's living without awareness of society this that blah, no he's just actually himself exploring the world for from his own eyes and you know for who he is mm. and that's what we're trying to tell uh, is what i'm trying to tell people you just have to experience life for who you are so you know when it, anyways the concept of belongingness right coming to that uh, when you're in your journey inwards you know right now people are looking at life outside in so you look at yourself from society's point of view rather than seeing yourself for who you are and then trying to be a gift to society so what's happening is society is negatively impacting you rather than you impacting society positively mm. and uh, then that negativity of society impacting me i'm going and giving it to someone else Correct. right that's a little contagious yeah, yeah. So what I'm trying to say is that you know ultimately start looking at life from inside out rather than from outside in. So try and reach you know your point of awareness to understand who you are. And when you do understand who you are, you realize there's no like there's no place you can pinpoint you know in that sense your, your mm-hmm. consciousness. You're just this undefined state of uh, singular organism. And um, this this belongingness right is very important because the people who truly love you at a later stage in your life teach you how to love yourself and that helps you in your journey within because sometimes it's diff- difficult to love yourself and when it is difficult to love yourself the people who truly love you they teach you how to love yourself right they show you the qualities they appreciate in you mm-hmm. you might get lost in it you might be like no nah, i don't like this in me mm-hmm. but then you see that that person does like it in you Hmm. Let's say you know I tell you you're a whatever sensitive person. I think you know, and let's say that you know the person that you love is appreciating that sensitivity in you. But hmm. let's say society is like, "Hey, you shouldn't be sensitive." You shouldn't be sensitive. Yeah. Then you know when you're getting lost in that battle, you begin to realize that that person who genuinely cares for you, understands you, and is saying is they appreciate and that's what they like about you. 
that's what you got to like about yourself as well then right so that's when it becomes important mm. when you're lost and you need to discover yourself that's when it's important the the way to participate in society is to value people's opinions uh, um when there's an error in thinking about social events not yourself for example you know i can't i don't know everything that's mm-hmm. not my concept the, the and neither is that the idea mm-hmm. the idea is that you know i don't know business well so if i don't know business well and let's say jeff bezos does or elon musk does i can learn from them if they are, if i'm working under them yeah <laughs> i'm not yeah. but yeah. you know for if i'm working on my dad i know he knows about business better than me hmm. so i can learn about the concepts of business from him i can learn about the concepts of politics from someone else i can learn about the concepts of um uh, i don't know um something to do with the environment something to do with progression something to do with nature this i can learn from other people because we are all teachers in our own core competencies hmm. that's what is the case Mm. and that's when you really do value and that's where togetherness comes that's the line you draw for social causes and events it's important at the same time it's important to understand when you are behaving wrong right so for example let's say i take you we go for a party and you know we're all like there's 100 people and you've suddenly like started behaving you know in a manner that you yourself wouldn't want to behave right mm-hmm. let's say you just started like I don't know just to let's say you started removing your clothes or something in front of 100 people sounds right? like me no okay, so, no <laughs> I would at that moment I'd be like hey you know yeah. I think like I know why I uh, invited him yeah I know I know that's not what I would be doing I would actually come and try and tell you that dude I think you know like uh, this is uh, not the place man for something like this right yeah. I don't know what the place is but this is not the yeah, place yeah. right so I'm trying to tell you that there yeah you have to understand in that opinion that yeah you know i'm behaving wrong in this given situation correct right. you know what i mean let's you get that's where you're saying society comes into play and you know you're part of that yeah you, you know that yeah. but you know that for yourself correct you really don't need someone to tell you that right if you do need someone to tell you that that's also okay that's fine you know yeah. you just need to hear it and listen and move on and know that the person saying something good for you and yeah. like you said the key thing is always try and understand that someone's trying to say something for your benefit first do that hmm. then when you start seeing that person's perspective from that lens then you start you know filtering it and seeing that okay is this really for my benefit is that why is that person saying it mm-hmm. um is it stemming from you know a sense of you know care towards me or is it stemming from a sense of judgment is it stemming from a sense of insecurity of theirs should i be respecting that in a in a manner where i you know i can acknowledge it in a severe i say that you know i i i understand what you're saying but i respectfully decline you know i i would like to not venture further in this conversation with you um and you can be respectful because you can tell people you know whether it's on social media or other platforms that hey let's you're getting into a heated conversation on social media simply you could tell someone that look you know i think this is not the platform to do so i don't mind meeting you in person getting on call or zoom mm-hmm. something you know whenever we're free and talking to you about it but you know over here for me to write it to you and this and that you know um the intention is very simple I, am i trying to manipulate this person's words or am i trying to utilize it for my benefit or am i uh <laughs> you know the thing is let's say something good for you and then you go and manipulate my words yeah did i say that was that my intention you know a lot of people who do so, that as well right? so if yeah. you're doing that why are you doing that correct right first understand for yourself why are you manipulating my words or you know th- that's what i would say mm. 
so you know why uh, why are we getting into an argument uh, do you want to win the argument or do you want to benefit from the argument do you want others to benefit from the argument yeah, ultimately to a point uh, yeah yeah ultimately yeah. you want people to benefit right today mm. it's not about winning an argument or losing an argument because who's winning who's losing i don't understand mm. right today what is an argument for or what is a debate for it is fundamentally to improve a concept our understanding as human beings about a concept let's say today i have an idea that nuclear fission needs to be done this way and elon musk's nuclear fission needs to be done that way dude like you know i have no idea i'm going <laughs> to sorry i'm going to listen to him yeah yeah i have no idea how to do nuclear fission right i have yeah. some superficial understanding of it yeah <laughs> i'm going to listen to him yeah. i'll get in a debate no you're wrong yeah you're wrong you went you do this you do that you wrote this on twitter and, and, and again uh, where does this end right it, yeah yeah <laughs> you wrote this on twitter you are like this you are erratic i don't like you are <laughs> boss that might be who he is but regarding that concept can you deny that he is not the best person regarding building recyclable rockets do you deny that he is not the best person he is why are you judging him if he is suffering in that manner let's try and help him because he is probably the best person to save this planet for me it's just a thinking mm. that you know okay same way someone is always good at something right so why should i manipulate why should i be malicious why should i i ultimately would want what progression for humanity all of us would want that right I what are we, we yeah but i think we forget that right that's the thing we're so caught up in yourself yeah but you're not dealing with yourself <laughs> exactly. you're actually caught up in avoiding yourself correct that's what you're doing and all these social so, constructs and norms that are being uh given so much precedence and so much importance i think we easily forget about all these important things and you know lights right uh yeah absolutely i get what you're saying yeah so see it's it's really about improving it's about being together it's about doing good for each other it's about understanding that you truly want what is best for yourself and you truly want after that what's best for others because once you have you know come to that place where you've done what's best for you you genuinely come to a place where you want the what's best for everyone and then there comes a platform of selfless love and my definition of selfless love is any act done towards ending or reducing someone else's suffering without expectation is just the most form most pure form of love you know it's the most pure form of expression and care and it would not make sense to i don't know i i can't really how do i value your uh judgment for that matter if it is malicious and manipulative if it is a healthy debate which is trying to you know uh, you know improve our understanding of something which is then helping society yes we should have a debate or argument but if if you're going to write that you are erratic you can't make uh, <laughs> recyclable rockets uh but i do agree that if i was in your position i wouldn't even know what to do <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah but you're erratic <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know what i mean like uh <laughs> yeah no I, i get what he's saying so yeah that was just part 1 of this episode with arnav part 2 of this episode will be out sometime next week so stay tuned for that but yeah if you are enjoying this and you like the show so far or maybe this episode in specific then do consider sharing this episode with your family and friends uh if you do have a podcast circle a circle of podcast friends if you will then do consider sharing it with them too i'm sure it's something that they would find intriguing and interesting as well 
Oh yeah, another simple way you can get the word out there is by sharing the episode over Instagram stories or WhatsApp stories. Cool then. I'll see you guys with part two of uh, the episode with Arna. Until then, stay tuned. I'll see you guys next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.